The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. Where is education on Guam headed these days? I am a parent of two school kids. I am a parent concerned about the direction of the education systems at all levels. We look at the state of education in the U.S. Territory on this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DeMatato. It is all in the beat. You are in the right place. Welcome to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatautau, the host of the podcast. Get LLC brings you the episodes of That's It, That's All. Get LLC is a Guam-based consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serving public and private sector organizations in Micronesia. Business plans, contract management, Iridium satellite telephones, construction materials for every part of the building envelope, they can deliver. For more about Get LLC, check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. A warm hello to those listeners in Ann Arbor, Michigan, a very popular place listening in these days. Also, greetings to those of you listening to the podcast in Coos Bay, Oregon, and Marysville, Washington. The Pacific Northwest is in the house. Not going to forget the listeners across the island of Guam in the village of Jigo, running into so many of you nowadays living in the northern part of our island. Half a day to you all. We appreciate you having That's It, That's All on your journey from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Download the podcast for your next gym workout, road trip, and that time on your laptop and desktop computers. A big thank you to our friends at redcircle.com in placing the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Remember that you can also listen to That's It, That's All on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. The podcast is also a part of the KUAM Podcast Network, the home of original programming from the number one multimedia source in Micronesia and the Western Pacific. Click like, subscribe, or follow this particular podcast right now. I am a proud parent of a middle school student at Inarahan Middle School and a high school student at Notre Dame High School in Southern Guam. Since the start of the school year, and as we did with our previous three kids in their shoes at some point in the recent past, my wife and I have spent plenty of time with our kids talking with them about what is happening on their respective campuses and what the buzz is from their peers or what they are seeing beyond their classrooms in other parts of the island. These types of discussions are happening in living rooms, cars, back kitchens, and restaurants from northern to southern Guam. There are parents like us who give two squirts about their kids and about their total education in Paradise Guam. I must share that when we get together with parents of school-age kids in any Guam social event or happening, we all are constantly trading notes on what they too are seeing in their respective school communities. The questions come, what is happening at your kid's school? 
Did you read that article about that incident at school X? When do you think that the education system is going to make a decision on issue Y? The answers vary. Other questions come up. I imagine that there are some parents in Guam who are not having these kinds of engagements on the daily. There are some. These parents are consumed with work. Some consumed by addiction. Many others consumed with just trying to scratch out a living and such discussions on their school kids just don't bubble up. It is a fact of life in 2023 that a parent in Guam is either involved in their children's education or engaged to ensure their success. Unfortunately, some do neither. Guam is not unique to this. A blog post by the 75-year-old Seattle, Washington-based Annie E. Casey Foundation in December of 2022 pointed out that research supports that students whose parents stay involved in school have better attendance and behavior, get better grades, demonstrate better social skills, and adapt better to school. And, quote, parental involvement also more securely sets these students up to develop a lifelong love of learning, which researchers say is key to long-term success. Close quote. In a March 18, 2023 article in the Washington Post, writer Hannah Nattinson described what she called a fissure over public schooling that has cracked America into pieces since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, when politics and societal upheaval sharpened existing divides on campuses across the country. The writer describing numerous examples of tense engagements nationwide between parents and school boards or policymakers. New York Post columnist Carol Markowitz wrote in a March 7, 2023 opinion piece that started with this, quote, whose children are they? It continued with the columnist citing a 2010 study by Brown University and the University of North Carolina at Greensboro that found children whose parents are more involved in their education have higher levels of academic performance than children whose parents are involved to a lesser degree. Markowitz noted, quote, Everyone is afraid to speak up and step out of line. We chart parents who have shown bravery in fighting for their children and show other parents how to take a stand. It's going to take a fight, but it will be worth it because whose child is this? Yours. Fight for them. Close quote. As you are listening and wondering, is there a difference between parental involvement and parental engagement? Well, there is. Parental involvement is that active participation by the parent in the education of a child. It's that stuff I mentioned earlier, discussing school events, attending our kids' functions at school, and helping with homework. Those are other examples. Parental engagement is that interaction between a parent and the school communities where their kid spends much of the weekdays. Parent-teacher organizations and booster clubs are great examples of engagement. Pondering the two, are you involved or engaged? Both can be good. We know there are some who are neither. Now, this separation makes some sense. Their respective kids are involved. What we are seeing here and abroad, government feels that they too are both involved and engaged with our kids. 
With our Guam schools and those across the other 54 states and territories, schools are facing both unprecedented academic challenges among their students and funding that has not matched these challenges. Senators of the Guam legislature locally have been taking tours of schools and conducting meetings and discussions with stakeholders that have built up to emergency sessions at the Guam Congress building. The newly inaugurated governor of Guam, Lou Leon Guerrero, in her second term, spoke recently in her State of the Island address that, quote, Guam is building a new era of prosperity, close quote. The governor proposed repairing public schools by keeping current business privilege taxes in place, maintain appropriations to the Guam Department of Education, and use budgetary surpluses to get schools in modern shape. Both branches of government are not wrong in wanting to be involved and engaged, but their track record over the past two decades have been way off. I would argue that Guam school children are the ones in the end who get the short end of the stick on this one with our leaders' involvement or engagement. Actually, school children across America, to include those in Guam, are getting hit pretty hard nowadays. Funding aside, in an October 11, 2022 town hall by the National Council of State Legislatures, the organization's senior legislative director, Austin Reed, told attendees there to include elected officials and staff that most states have increased education funding during the pandemic as state tax revenues have increased, even separate from the federal influx. Reed noted the federal government has spent more than $200 billion on K-12 since the start of the pandemic, saying, quote, it was a historic amount of one-time funding and the singular largest federal investment in schools. Close quote. Schools, he says, are facing the same challenges as businesses, supply chain and labor shortages, and since every school has money to spend on similar areas, that increases the competition for staff and supplies. With those figures, how involved and engaged are policymakers really for the sake of Guam's school kids? Just leave your house or whatever you're doing right now and take a look at the schools where your kids spend much of their day Monday through Friday? It should answer that question. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. The Virgin Islands Consortium reported on February 23, 2023, that the USVI Department of Education broke ground on the Arthur A. Richards Pre-K-8 through School Project as part of an over $209 million reconstruction project there. The Richards site is one of seven school rebuilds in the territory with over 200 recovery projects to be addressed across the U.S. Virgin Islands. In the CNMI, Representative Roman C. Benaventi is trying to mediate between two groups that sit on the Board of Education there. 
The Marianas Variety reported on March 14, 2023, that the vice chair of the House Education Committee, Beneventi, he said that although he supports the intent of House Bill 23-20, which would allow a simple majority to constitute a quorum on the Board of Education, there is a good reason why current law requires a quorum of four members. The former BOE chair said, quote, it was to avoid political interference in any of the board's decisions. Close quote. He said he supports HB 23-20, which was introduced by Representative Manny Castro because of the BOE's failure to organize after three scheduled meetings since the start of the year. The education system in Guam is headed into a much different direction than many would have thought in recent months. In May of 2022, John Fernandez, the superintendent of the Guam Department of Education, released a letter of resignation then, which noted July 15, 2022, as his last day on the job. Ten years, he led the organization, one of the longest terms by any superintendent in America. Academic standards increased. Parent-stakeholder engagement increased got DOE off high-risk federal grantee status by the U.S. Department of Education. Then he leaves, and everything seems to have fallen apart. Implosion is more like it. Schools were found to be in disrepair at the start of the 2022-2023 school year. Pest infestations abound, power and water problems, sanitation issues. The new year, 2023, comes, and things abruptly changed in the eight months following Fernandez's departure. Schools in some of its worst disrepair since before the global pandemic started three years ago. Fernandez not even gone a month. Incoming Superintendent Kenneth Swanson will surely have his hands full when he comes on board in early July of 2023. KYM News reported on March 13, 2023, that University of Guam President Dr. Thomas Christ made a public plea to senators of the Guam legislature to provide UOG with its full budget request this coming fiscal year. Dr. Christ told the NBC affiliate that without full funding, accreditation with the Western Association of Schools and Colleges could be threatened, and important programs could face problems too. Dr. Christ said, quote, We've had a historic run of 16 years continuous accreditation, the longest we have had in our 70-year history, and that's at risk this year because we've had a serious decline in our funding since 2018. So it's a 23% dollar value drop in these five years. It's a 35% drop in inflation-adjusted terms. That's a dramatic reduction in support of the university. Close quote. As an adjunct instructor at UOG, I'm a bit biased in my opinion of this whole issue. Higher ed needs to be fully funded as well. This would include the community colleges too. Funds to all education systems need support. We cannot forget the federal support to private schools of all flavors. Funding is not always the issue, though. We cannot continue to throw good money at bad situations. To me, it boils down to leadership. Leadership really is the main issue. Perennial problems in our schools can be addressed with the attention of those responsible for administering education. Unfortunately, we are seeing that in all the education systems of the U.S. territories in the Pacific and Caribbean.
Probably not a stretch to say that education policy needs to change in 2023 to match the needs of the modern classroom and the modern workforce our school kids will be unleashed on when they graduate at some point. But more than that, approach. Things have been moving in the same way for a very long time. It will not be a popular move, but education policy leaders may need to rethink how they've been doing things and stop right now. Creativity is needed in 2023. The status quo that has driven education over the last four decades needs to go. Once basic education issues can be addressed, Guam educators and policymakers can focus on other matters that are facing our education systems today. Incarcerated folks in Guam are looking for a second chance in life after prison. Mental health issues from social media are confusing the hell out of our island kids. Take it a step further, our parents are just as confused too. Professional learning can be updated so outcomes meet the modern day needs of our modern Guam workforce. Effective education systems are needed in Guam and across all of the U.S. territories. The time is now for us to rally those who can guide this to make it so. It is relevant. Just saying. Consider where our island education systems are coming from after three years of a global pandemic. Education was disrupted here and across Micronesia and the world. Our lives were disrupted. How can we forget? Today, we are all paying that price. As a parent of school-age kids, I thought that the way forward beyond the pandemic on Guam was going to be paved with good things for my kids and their respective classmates. Boy, have we all been wrong. With things happening the way they are at Adaloop, the Guam Congress Building, the UOG Regent and GCC Trustee Conference Rooms, and in the Administration Building of the GDOE Superintendent, systemic reform needs to be taken on right now. The time of first best solutions is long gone, but despair is unbecoming of a great island at a time of geopolitical significance. It is easy to be discouraged, but the stakes are too high to indulge in fancy. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Public education in Guam and throughout much of the U.S. territories and America is like an island food restaurant in decline. Stay with me on this. That island food restaurant was once a village and visitor gem, but has become confused and overextended itself. You go to the establishment to eat Chamorro food. Let's say grilled beef and red rice. The cook, maybe a chef, thinks he knows what you'd prefer. So he brings you a burnt fish. You may rarely eat fish and definitely did not want this one. The chef, maybe the cook, tells you that people need and love it and that the restaurant has stopped serving grilled beef. Suddenly you hear screams because there are rats in the kitchen. On your way out the door, the cook, maybe a chef, winks and proudly claims his restaurant is the best one on island so he'll see you tomorrow. 
Sound familiar? Parents hope that they're sending their children to school to get an education and learn essential life skills. But instead of the basic curriculum, the grilled beef and red rice, if you will, they teach kids subjects far beyond the public school domain, like gender transitioning, racial power structures, and administer severely invasive surveys that would be better collected in an organization outside the American classroom. This is happening across the U.S. mainland, and some of it is taking root in our island education systems. I have seen it firsthand. In a September 6, 2022 editorial by Henry Ramos and Eric Abrams in the nonprofit newsletter, The Hetchinger Report, the authors opine that our American education system is not setting students up for success. That, quote, our education system is failing to educate the next generation to face the challenges of our times. We are not setting our children up for success. To fix this, we need to deepen our investment in civics and history instruction, bolstered by an emphasis on critical thinking skills. Close quote. The Pointer Institute on March 2, 2023, reported that during a discussion at the annual Conservative Political Action Conference, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville criticized the educational attainment of the nation's high schoolers, saying, quote, half the kids in this country, when they graduate, can't read their diploma, close quote. Also, to make sure children internalize and subscribe to alternative curriculums, school boards and districts such as Fairfax County Public Schools in Virginia are hiring pricey equity consultants, regional equity specialists, individual school equity leaders, and recruit student equity officers for the hallway patrol. School enrollment numbers are down there in those districts. For Guam, that's not really the case. School enrollments have been about the same since 1971. Bottom line, schools are failing to teach our children the basics. Test scores are low across the country. Guam and the U.S. territories are among the lowest. What is a physical textbook anyway? Well, perhaps I should say, where can we find some of these relics? The content of the courses has me shaking my head to some extent too. The syllabus of middle and high school kids on Guam will in fact surprise you. Even if students don't learn the material, there are no worries because there's equitable grading on Guam, where they get at least a passing grade on their assignment and tests if they show up. Remind your kids to spell their name right with each and every assignment. Never mind if they don't follow instructions. Have you seen a classroom in Guam lately? Guam DOE administrators incorrectly said in recent public statements that all of the public schools in the system are 40 plus years old. That is far from the truth, considering I witnessed four new schools constructed plus a transitional high school and a modernized JFK high school in Tamuni. In the years before that, we all saw at least three elementary schools built or modernized plus at least one southern high school. But classrooms are in pretty bad shape here. Depends on where you go. Many families are fleeing public education in Guam and across America for that lack of teaching the basics. I will use this podcast to say that tax dollars must follow students. We need more options and choices. What options and choices we have today are clear. Good and bad, nay? We, the parents, are begging for public education to return to the basic grilled beef and red rice and support parental involvement in our children's lives. 
with the direction public education is headed, this will take time, if it is even possible at all in the years to come. Guam needs and deserves alternatives for the actual education of our future citizens of this great island. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand. Featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.